This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Just The Tip. Rich people bribe their way through life, even putting their kids through college. The rest of us can't do that. But now there's Just The Tip, the all-new tipping app that allows you to bribe without any money. That's right, with Just The Tip, put your mouth where your money isn't. Whose dick do I gotta suck around here for a drink? Before, you had no idea whose dick you had to suck. Now just pull out your phone and our algorithm will show you exactly who. Thank God for Just The Tip. I would have never got that drink. Just The Tip allows average Joe to be treated like a sultan. A dick-sucking sultan. Thank you for cracking another road soda, road soda 85. Some people might tell you that that is too many, but not us. I am Isaiah Cooper. On this episode, we take a tour of the trailer park and they finally kick that freeloading hippie out of the Ecuadorian embassy. And I'm Greg McGinnis. Uh, we got 85 all over the place. And we also take a look at the year that was 1985. How you doing today? I'm doing okay. Was that to me? That was to you. Oh, okay. Doing listeners. All, doing all right. The listeners, they're doing great. You know why? Because they get a free listener appreciation postcard diddly. All you have to do is send your mailing address to roadsodamail at gmail.com. And we're not going to send you anything goofy or crazy. It's just a postcard to say thank you for listening Thank you for tuning in and cracking one every Monday. They're really cool. Uh, they're going to be personalized for you. And Greg's brother, Charlie. Charlie, baby. Thanks a lot, man. It's a beautiful. Want, I always wanted to say Charles, but I know he always says, Char he, all his stuff says Charlie. So I didn't know if he prefers to be called Charlie. I've always called him Chuck, but Chuck. That's, that's just like me. Mm -hmm. He goes by, everybody calls him Charlie. Charlie? Charlie. He's from Haverhill, so everyone calls him Charlie. Well, Thank you, dude. Thank you so much because these things look fucking amazing. My my mom took one and she's like, oh, thank you. Just didn't even ask if it was for her. I was just showing it to her. Just took it and it's already on the refrigerator. I told you my story too is I took each of them to our local post office because I wanted to see. We got a bunch of these and I just wanted to see what the damage was going to be post postally speaking. Mm -hmm. And the lady at the post office immediately was like, oh, what is this? Like she had no idea. Uh, and there's a lot going on in these things, too. So for someone that actually listens, yeah. it's going to be like that extra cool yeah. aspect. But for someone, she works at the post office, she was like, what is this? Did you draw that? Like, where did this come from? I ended up leaving them with her because yeah. I was like, lady, these are fucking awesome. You should, I can <laughs> totally, are it's a nice awesome conversation lady. piece for your fridge. Yep. So there you go. That's how so nice these things We'll look. send them right to you. You're, I think you're going to, yeah, people are really going to like it. Even, if, even for people who don't know the show are are liking them. If you listen to the show, you're going to like it. And uh, you can hang it up in your cube, hang it up in your car maybe, put it on your dashboard, put it on your fridge. And uh, it's a great little postcard. And uh, let's see, also big thanks, big super duper thank you. 
Uh, I should be doing this on every single episode, not just not just this one, but like every episode. Always a big thank you to our friend Justin Mitchell. Justin is a great fucking dude. Just to let you, Justin has done so much for this show, even since its in, uh, inception, right from the beginning. When this show started, I was doing this show with iPhone headphones uh, plugged into my laptop and the microphone attached. That's how I was doing this. And Justin gifted me a uh, Blue, which is a brand of microphone, Yeti mic. And that is fucking awesome. And he's given uh, a lot of other stuff to the show. He's donated a lot of things to this cause. Uh, he's got a lot of sound stuff, does a lot of sound Including things. Including so. our totally swanky intro-outro. Yes, abs- 100%. Uh, another forever burned into your mind. Forever burned into your mind. Our our the theme song to this show. He made that. Sh- he made that song. That's why he has all that sound stuff. Because he's he's a, a musician and a very talented one. He created our our the road soda jingle. He created that. And a great fucking guy. And without him, the show would not be where it is or what it is. It'd still be on an iPhone, little headphones, and. <laughs> But, uh, so thank you so much, Justin Mitchell, every fucking show, uh, great fucking guy, thank you so much. And let's see, 85 of these, wait a minute, one more! We've kind of been, in a way, expanding a little bit. We've noticed there are some people, we get some interesting de- uh, data sets and points from where we could see where some people are listening. We can see that there's listening coming from all over the world and most recently, consistently, from New Zealand, which is incredible. We always have a little Canada here, maybe some... Uh, Wait a minute, are you telling me... I know where Zealand is. You're telling me there's a New Zealand? I know. How old is it? Uh, it's, you know, I think like 20 years. About 20? Okay. About 20, yeah. I mean, the Old Zealand... Old, uh, old Zealand was right now, yes, uh, within the last four years. I mean, I think they're a little different down there. But in New... Yeah, the Old Zealand, they had a close-up shop. And uh, they had a, it was just it was just too old, and now they are here. That was a shit joke. The the whole New Zealand uh, being old and new. Yeah. I, but that is interesting. I've never I don't know where there is the old Zealand. I'm sure there's a Zealand somewhere. This is Zealand, Michigan, motherfucker. Really? And everything in America, as we know, is named after something in Europe. So there's probably a town somewhere in just I'm a guessing. town, and then they took it and made it the whole country. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe they can tell us. I hope they're still going to listen after this <laughs> awful, fucking terrible shit. All right, let's uh, jump into this shit. 85 us. 85, yes. Yeah. So this is episode 8 to the 5, and I had a few different things that I want to talk about. First, I listened to a, po- a handful of podcasts this week, their episode 85. One that really caught my eye that I liked was... If you remember, we listened to an episode of theirs a while back. It was from the, uh, what's the podcast family? The guys who went to India to track down Gimlet. the spam. Gimlet. Thank you. It's the same podcast, Reply All. Their episode 85 was from January 18th, 2017. It was called The Reversal. And it didn't spark my interest all that much, but I said, I'm going to give this one another shot because I haven't listened to another one. It's about a doctor, like a medical doctor who treat who deals with ALS. You know what ALS is? Mm-hmm. Lou Gehrig syndrome. One of his patients came in. He gives her that he was like the worst part of this goddamn job is when we know someone has ALS. They come in and I've got to tell them that fucking 
go home and get your affairs in order. There's not much that we can do for you. Da, da, da. And he said, this lady was totally stoic and said, I saw on Good Morning America the other day that I could take, I think it was called like sodium chloride or something. Like salt? Not, not sodium chloride, like something else. It was some other salt with something in it. Super salt. Some, where they go. And he was like, he, he said, I drove home that day thinking, why would she think this is going to work? Why would someone take something? I'm her doctor. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the face of death, people just do whatever they're going to do. So anyway, he researches it and he's like, holy shit, this is not good. The, orally, this sodium chloride, I think with a T at the end. Right. Orally, the saliva in your mouth does something to the chemical properties and it can become very toxic. So she could have even bigger problems. I mean, obviously, ALS is a big problem. You could have even bigger problems if you take sodium chloride. He tells her the next time he sees her, don't do that. I get that you want to try homeopathic stuff. Bring it to me, and I'll vet it for you. I'm not going to tell you you're crazy or don't do it, but as your doctor, I want to know. And that sparked a whole thing for him where he was like, how many people are out there trying to just do whatever they can? Mm-hmm. Take, they're like, the doctors aren't giving me any advice, so let me go somewhere else. And he's like, how about I'm the doctor with like medical knowledge and you can still bring this shit to me, and I'll at least tell you, I don't know if that's going to do anything, but let's go ahead, try it. Right. In his eyes, it's harmless. He's like, there's so many things. He heard about some lady that took her daughter to, she wanted to take her daughter to Mexico City for this crazy procedure where they inject stem cells right into the front of the fucking brain. Mm-hmm. And he looked into it, and like one in ten people died within several days of this. He's like, so as a doctor, I, it's difficult. You have ALS. You're going to have a certain amount of time. I don't want you to die from something else. What about the people who don't die? The people who don't die from ALS? No, from the injection. Oh, the other nine, right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they live a week. Maybe they live two months. I don't really know. I mean, the other one. Was it one in ten? One in ten dies. The other nine, I highly doubt it was great results. But Maybe it gave them superpowers. But there was a bunch of these things. So now he started this website. This is what he talked about in this called ALS. Oh, what the hell was it called? I'll, I will recall the name of it. But basically, it's a website where he says, I'm a doctor. Send me your crackpot stuff that you're going to try and do. And I will help debunk it. And he actually goes out and does studies. He came across this lady. One case that he came across of a lady that had ALS. An energy healer guy came and did his you know, hands on the head thing or whatever, like three months. It's the only case he's ever seen of ALS reverse. Really? So he contacted the guy and he was like, listen, I'm a doctor and they're going to laugh at me and say I'm an idiot for doing it. And he's like, basically in ALS, we don't fucking know. So I'm not going to rule anything out. Let those guys be assholes and say, until we find the, something that fits right in our lane. He's like, I, I, people do laugh at me. They're like, you're an idiot. You're going out and tracking out the shit that we know medically doesn't work. And he goes... Fuck you. You don't know what works. Nothing is working right now. So let's be open-minded. He reached out to that healer guy, and the healer guy said, for believers, that you need no proof. And for people that don't believe, no amount of proof will be, you know, whatever. And then he never responded to the doctor again, which, you know, obviously because the guy knows he's fucking bullshit. But then that guy contacted, that, that energy healer guy contacted his patient and gave her a bunch of shit. And she contacted this, this doctor and said, I'm not even going to fucking work with you anymore because you pissed my guy off, so fuck you. But in the course of this interview, the guy from um, Reply All 
got back in touch with that lady and got her on a three-way call with the guy. And she was like, listen, I was just doing it because the energy healer guy was all over me. I'll totally give you my blood award. If I can help people with this, I will. It was just like a weird time. You know, it was very interesting to me because this guy was basically saying, I'm a medical doctor. I spent all my time do, staying in this lane. But if there's something else out there that can help us, we don't have the answers right now. He literally said that. He was like, with seizures and with, with certain cancers, they're making progress. I'm not going to a witch doctor. Like, we're fucking figuring it out. ALS, we got nothing. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck wouldn't I at least check out the witch doctor? Maybe he's got... Sometimes it's just connections that get made. So it was really interesting. That's 85, episode 85, Reply All. Have you heard of the 85th percentile? This was an interesting thing I came across. This is how traffic engineers come up with what speed a road should be. Prior to any... They say that it's not the signs that give people the cues of how fast to drive... People have a natural feel based on the, you know, how the road feels to them. If you don't have a street sign, which is a lot of places, you drive at the speed that feels safe to you. Right. So they do studies on, you know, a couple of hundred people driving this road, map out how fast everyone was going, and then they go down to what was the eight, how fast were the people in the 85th percentile driving, Mm -hmm. and then go five miles an hour each direction. And the speed limit they're going to set is going to be in there. That's like how the traffic engineers set it up. Okay. Which I thought was kind of interesting. I didn't realize it was that. Because don't you sometimes wonder, like, why the fuck is this road 30? It's fucking bullshit. This should be a 45. Or why is it 25 here or whatever? The traffic engineers let people... Like, it's like crowdsourcing, basically. I'm sure they don't probably do it for every road. They probably do certain types of grade and things or whatever. And that's that's how they do it. You right. Know? Yeah. But I didn't realize it was that organic. They just let people fucking drive it out. That's really interesting. Yeah, it must be why they have the the pressure bars set on roads every once in a while. It's the removable ones. This will be a box on the side of the road, and they have like these wires that go across. When you drive with a wire, it compresses it. Yeah, and it sends a signal. So I always thought that was traffic counting to like see if they were going to. It's both, but if you count in two different spots, and then because there's two, you know how fast people are from how long it takes their yeah. first tire to cross over each. So that wire. could be it. So maybe they adjust speed limits sometimes because they're like, this is a thirty, but we feel it should be a forty. Everyone's doing forty-five on it. Maybe. 240. Could be. I think the only place it doesn't work is on highways, but I read, like, I got into a little rabbit hole with it, and they were like, people think that they that people are driving based on that sign. If the sign says X, I'm going to do X, you know, five miles over X or 10 miles. Right. He said, that's, that's just not true. You're really operating off of how fast do I think this road is, and then you look at the sign, and in a lot of cases, if you're younger and more impatient or whatever, that just typically happens to be five or 10 over that number. Because you're like a... 85th or 90th percentile driver, you know, or an right. impatient prick. Yeah. I feel like, what, what do you drive on the highway? Do you, are you like an early 80s guy? Uh, just depends on what's going on with the traffic. If it's open, then yeah. If it's open? Right. I mean, if I'm if there's a bunch of cars, then I tend to even drive slower than, I'm not going to fly 80 and start passing people. I don't... Yeah. I, I'm not like a weaver either, because you just don't know, you know? That's always my major concern when I'm driving on that three-lane highway... Am I going to fucking not see the one guy and smash into someone real high speed? Mm-hmm. Middle-aged, you know what I mean? I'm kind of slowing down on my fucking driving. But everyone drives fast in Florida. You, If you're not doing 80, you're getting fucking passed. Right. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Samuel L. Johnson's Bigger Dick Pills. Power. Energy. Confidence. Dominate your peers with Bigger Dick Pills. This all-new proprietary blend of yak urine and cobra cum 
has been the secret of the Orient for thousands of years. Shaolin monks of ancient China have long been known to have the most powerful members of any peoples, able to withstand a powerful blow from even a sledgehammer. You too can experience this power now with Bigger Dick Pills. Be what you always knew you could be, a big dick boy. Don't mope around town with your little tiny baby dick all sad. Call me Samuel L. Johnson at www.biggerdickpills.com. Call me up, give it Bigger Dick Pills, and get a supply, a 30-day supply of my Bigger Dick Pills now. Get my supply of 30, 30 days Bigger Dick Pills. You take your Bigger Dick Pills, you get a big dick that's going to be all full, full of blood, and long and strong, and, and it can't go wrong. Uh, one more 85, which I thought was interesting before I get into the year 85, because we've gotten people asking about the year 85, but if you take out a third... One person, everybody. One person asked about the year 85. People. One people. I think Greg has a crush on, so let's just let him do his thing. If you have a 30-year mortgage, you have 360 payments to make. Mm -hmm. And if you make 85... At 5% interest, after your 85th payment... How much of the house would you assume that you own? Would you guess? Don't even fucking ask me. I don't know. None of it? Don't well, even ask. Well, so let's do this. At You have 30 years I, of This pain. is not math class, dude. Just tell me how much. 85th payment <laughs> is at just after the seventh year. Okay. So you're like a quarter of the year. You don't own the house. What's the next step? 12 fucking percent after 85 payments. All right. Life sucks and banks suck even harder. Yeah, I know. I hate the so fucking what's the point? thing. <laughs> what's the point? That just, you know, it just sucks that you make 85 payments and you barely own any of it. Yeah, you might as well. What's, dude, yeah, it's terrible. And then Why if you look at the math, like how, how many people actually get out of the place before the seven years, before they even get to the point where they've earned 10, you know, they've bought 10% of the house. Mm -hmm. It's all about the fucking shell game of how much is the house worth and all that shit. Yeah. It's just, I just thought it was interesting because 85 way. payments in is kind of a long, it's almost a fucking quarter of the way in. Now, five more payments, you're a quarter of the way through. And you fucking barely... Yeah, right. If it's a 6% mortgage, I did the math, you only own like 10.5% of the Damn. fucking house after fucking almost a quarter of the way. Jesus Christ. It's fucking racket. Well, yeah. Yep. It, it, yeah, it's it's a nightmare. So what's going on with the year 85? A lot of shit happened in 1985, dude. I want to run through a few quick things. Uh, New Coke was 1985. Everyone knows the short-lived shitbag New Coke. Oh, Oh, I thought it was there. It was like they reinvented Coca Cola itself. There was actually one called New Coke. Yeah, it I was. did not know about the New Coke. Oh, you never heard of New Coke? It was kind uh, of a thing. No. Okay, it was very short lived. It didn't do very well. I'm not from '85, nor did I ever watch that shitbag VH1 show. I love the '80s. <laughs> so there was no way I would ever know about. You'll like at least a couple of these things. Ready? Calvin and Hobbes is from 1985. I hate that thing. I've never once liked, never ever liked Calvin Hobbes, that stupid cat and that stupid kid. Really? You don't like Calvin Hobbes? No. There's wow. nothing funny about it. There's nothing good about it. It makes me feel sad and depressed, and I don't like it. it. Gorbachev <laughs> became the leader of the USSR in 1985. That's something I can get behind. Nintendo came out in 1985. All right, you lost me again. <laughs> Michael Jordan, NBA Rookie of the Year. That's pretty cool in 1985. That's like the start of some fucking awesome shit. Even if you're not a basketball fan, everybody knows the fucking guy. So that's like the inception of this amazing fucking... It, you know, transcends the game of fucking basketball. Now he's like this... You know, he's like... He's an example of being the fucking best at something. For like a really long he time. He is, yeah. Right? You know, I was thinking about this earlier. The distance between... 
Wayne Gretzky and who is the next best is the greatest division in any sport ever between who is the best. And for, for instance, in NFL, they can't fucking make up their mind who it is because there's too much shit going on. They can't go, who is the best player? You can argue it all fucking day. Basketball, there's an argument. Golf, there's... I mean, Tiger Woods, but the next guy down isn't miles down. It is such a great divide from Wayne Gretzky to the next players. It's insane. It's insane with like overall goals scored, goals scored per game, all that fucking shit. I would agree with that. It's I think really, prior really to LeBron crazy. James, if you take LeBron James out of the mix, and he's only been around for 10 or 12 years, Michael Jordan was just like that, the Wayne Gretzky. But you're right. LeBron has kind of muddied that water. Yeah. There's, yeah now there's an argument. Now there's a conversation. There isn't even like a, a, a For me, though, it's still like a global warming conversation. Like there's people chirping on the other side, but it's still like fucking Michael Jordan. You can't. But I get it. Now there's at least a conversation. People tell, no, it's not a real thing. Or LeBron is a fucking, is the best guy. It's the same fucking argument. It's pointless with me. Uh, the best picture of 1985. Is that a movie or are you talking about photographs? I'm sorry. Let me clarify. Best picture of 1985. Was it like a National Geographic thing? Like Amadeus. Do you know, oh. any, do you know anything about, you, you know what that was about? With Jim Gaffigan? Not quite. Okay. You know what? The guy that played him was not very famous. He didn't. He probably did some stuff after. It wasn't really about him. There was him. a girl in high school that I, I had a crush on. And I asked her what her favorite movie was. And she said Amadeus. So I went and I rented it. And I watched the whole thing. It's so long. It's like three hours almost. Yeah, that's why I said the whole thing. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't wrap my head around why she thought it was great. So but I did... lied. I definitely lied to her and told her it was great. Right. For sure. But you didn't think it was great? Did you think it was okay? Was it serviceable? I mean, it was the was, best picture. First of all, it's me. Fun. First of all, it's me we're talking about. Okay. Second of all, it's me in high school. Even less of a tolerance for, like, anything that I didn't find entertaining. Like, it, it, I've always been able to look at it and go, yeah, I get why people like this, but it's bullshit for me. Like, I hate it. Yeah, if you want, if you get, all right, it's great. The guy was really good at directing. The actors are wonderful. They're all very talented. Fuck that. Thing. I feel like I there was like a it. void where, the, where entertainment would fit into Isaiah's life pre-Jason Statham. He was staring at the screen saying like, I know this is supposed to be entertaining. But right now I just... But it's a zero. I just can't it's get a flat line. It. Until, and, and, but luckily I'd already found Jason Statham by that time. <laughs> so there was definitely able... I definitely had something to compare it to. It's early Statham adopter. Uh, I don't know. Amadeus was one of those movies I heard people talk about it. I've seen it. It's a period piece, which I don't like, dude. I really don't like them. Especially, like, the, the... You know what I mean? Like, 300 years ago, whatever. I like at least that they made it plain English. Because I cannot watch a movie set in 17-something with it all. <laughs> and they got the... They did have the powdered wigs and the fucking little dots and stuff. But they were at least speaking like they were living in the 20th century. One of the most terrifying times, personally. Me thinking about it, like, I've seen... Recently, I saw a movie... That was also period in that time. It was actually made by the guy that made The Lobster. And it had Emma Stone. And uh, it was just in theaters. It was called... Oh, yeah. It was up for the best picture. Yeah, it was... So it's the same time. The right? whole thing was about... I don't know what the name of the movie was. Yeah, don't worry was. what it was about. It's the same time. It's just fucking... It's the one where they were all against one of the girls in like the... Ah, it doesn't fucking matter what it's about. Anyway, it's in the same fucking time. And it's just, it's just a nightmare. Like, that time where they... First of all, it's the most, it's got to be like one of the most arrogant times in history where these guys 
are just so overtly pompous and uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not uh, pretentious. Uh, pretentious, yes, pompous and pretentious. Yet they're like wallowing in their own fucking filth, and like everyone has diseases to the point where their hair's falling out, so they have to wear these fucking wigs and they put makeup on. And it's just it's it is having to go. If there was a time I had to go back to that would make me want to die the fastest it would be that time like i would it's a very roundabout way of saying i believe i just that said that is the it. worst time in fucking i human believe history. i just said on the last episode time machine you go back more than 50 years there's no one to fuck because you're starting to get into so just just think that you're going to be celibate if you go back more than 50 years or else fucking with stuff that is like primordial you don't want to be fucking around with stuff that's people didn't bathe I mean, they all had syphilis yeah they all had but the funny thing is but as i was listening to that litany of things that you were just saying those are the same things they'll be saying about us in 2250 mm-hmm. fucking savages with their fucking this and that and just fucking filth they all had fucking you know they just took paper and they just they just dragged it across their ass to get all the shit off did you know that right and they just dragged paper on their ass just dragged paper on their ass and they put little plastic things on their dicks to stop and they had babies all over the place and you know and yeah. they were so pompous they spent and they thought they, they were spent the best their whole entire annual salary on a fucking car right to drive them around because they fucking didn't have a big enough dick yeah that's for you corvette owners it's just foolish well but right now we're the best and they fucking suck so that's true. next thing that's true <laughs> <laughs> so the biggest thing from 1985 that caught my eye was the we are the world phenomenon. Do you know anything about that? Big concert. All the it was a song that was recorded for to aid the famine in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. So Michael Jackson and I mean a million names were in it, but it was really Michael Jackson and it's a it's a show they're literally calling like a concert they're literally calling a phenomena. Like a natural phenomenon. Well, it was actually just a song that just they recorded. One, and it was just one song. Just one song. <laughs> but it sold ridiculous, dude. It sold. Plus, all the proceeds went to the famine. Okay, mm-hmm. to help people out. And I got an interesting quote. It's a phenomenon because it's the only thing that's ever, and it's the only thing good that's ever happened in the entire world. <laughs> well, what? Where did you hear called the phenomenon? You just said it. I did. Yes. All right. All right, it was. It was a phenomenon. Listen to this list of people. Here's the people that sang on this. Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, Kenny Rogers, James Ingram, Tina Turner, Billy Joel, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, and Dion Warwick. These are all the biggest names right. of all... Ge- Willie Nelson, Al Jarreau. These guys You're are literally outside. naming like all of the biggest drug-addled fucking out of their fucking minds. Some of those people have already died from overdoses. Some of those people, the dr- they're still doing drugs to this day. Yeah. And they're all like... Let's do something good for people. I'm sure. I'm we sure. are the people. You know, it's actually, that was a big thing. People started taking um, umbrage with some of the lyrics because they were like, you're just a bunch of fucking assholes. You'll never see these people in Ethiopia. How much of your own money, you're literally doing something that's just making you more famous and giving the tiniest amount you legally have to to Ethiopia. No, actually. So now, yes, that's usually how it goes. In this case, a lot of money. Because it family. was like the biggest thing in the world, but it's still the none of these amount. people got paid. None of these people, and that's that's only the people that did solos. And I left off the let Huey Lewis, Kenny, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, Ray, the news was in the chorus. 
there was a lot of people like Daryl Hall did it solo. The other dude Oates did like he was in the chorus. These are like the biggest names. They all recorded the song. You probably heard the song. It fucking blows. Oh, of we course, it's terrible. One. It's terrible. But it sold. It was the number one single of the eighties. Of the eighties. Of the eighties. Now sold, that's what I call music one. It sold twenty million copies of this one song. It sent all this money over. And here's an interesting thing, okay? This kid from Ethiopia, 25 years later, he's now an adult. He said, I won't... This is Elias Kifle Mariam Biena, a survivor from Ethiopia being asked about his memory of Michael Jackson. Because Michael Jackson was... Although they were pissed because he did all his recording like in a private studio away from like the cream of the crop. So Bruce Springsteen and fucking... All these other guys. I think the cream of the crop is Michael Jackson, isn't it? Well, I think that's what Michael Jackson was trying to say. You guys are kind of creamy, but not up here. (laughs) So people were kind of pissed about that, but he was the guy that fucking, you know what I mean? He could start this critical mass of all this shit. So all these people get into it. They send a ton of money over there. I'm sure some of it was grafted away in in bullshit, but a lot of money went over. People's lives were saved. And this is the comment that stuck with me looking into this. This guy says, I'm 50 now, but 25 years ago... I was living in Addis Ababa, uh, the capital of Ethiopia, which was at that time suffering from a long drought. It was a terrible situation. Lots of people became sick and many more died. Around one million people in all were killed by the famine. In 1984, Michael Jackson, along with a number of other leading musicians, made the song We Are the World to Raise Money. We received a lot of aid, and I was one of those who directly benefited from it. The wheat flour that was distributed to the famine victims was different to the usual cereal we bought. You know, because it didn't come from Ethiopia, it came from overseas. We baked a special bread from it. The local people named the bread after the great artist, and it became known as Michael Bread. It was soft and delicious. When you've been through such hard times, you never forget something like that. And if you buy my Michael Bread, it's soft and delicious. (laughs) It's just that's just kind of a nice. It's a nice story because you're right. So many of these bullshit things happen. Michael Bread. People get together and they want to be famous. It's soft and delicious. But they raised a lot of money, man. $63 million <laughs> from that stupid song. And it did save people's lives. So I'm happy about that. Yes, at least one person. At least one. At least one. One documented. By my, my, my Michael Brand. <laughs> my Michael Brand. It's in my pants. It's Don't soft it. and delicious. Don't leave it out too long. Get hard. There's, all, there's a ton of other shit from 1985. I, it was hard for me to parse because I feel like this was the year. Like if you watch like a This is the 80s thing, which I know you're not a big fan of, but... If yeah, you watch this, the very 80s, blatantly. There'd be a, this was like the year where a lot of that shit happened. But there were a lot of notable, and I'm not even going to go through it, but there were a lot of notable people that are like in the thick of shit right now that were born in 1985, right? Because you're what? You're 34? In 85? Told you already at the very beginning of this. You're not, not a math, mathematician. Not yeah. a math magician or magician. Not a math magician. Yeah. I'm not going to whip out numbers or anything. That is what I got. For 85. 85. Bender? What's that? Bender is the dating app matching serious drinkers. Day drinking on a day off work? That's for amateurs. But do they all know you at the liquor store? Even the 8 a.m. guy? What time feels most natural to blackout? If you have a time in mind, then Bender is for you. Bender will find a partner uniquely matched to your drunken lifestyle. Pick from our most popular profile types. Quiet brooder. Incoherent arguer. 
Fuzzy Giggler, or Lovey Dove. And with our new HD recording feature, the next morning you can actually find out how things went. Sign up with Bender now, right now. Don't wait to finish one more drink, do it. All right, well right after this one, Just in, man. Consent condoms. Have you seen that shit? I have not. What's a consent condom? They don't have to lie to me, Greg. Consent condom. I know you've seen the consent condom. Let's see. CBS News. It's actually not just on CBS News, but it's you know we've posted on a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, different news outlets. Consent condom requires four hands to open, making powerful statement about consent. Uh, what is that? That you cannot be drunk and use... This couldn't be the more of a stupid idea. It, condoms are already an extra step between people and having sex that is, like, getting ignored. And now you're making it, like, oh, you, can you help me? <laughs> I, I, I can see this helping gang rave spiral. Consent condom. Consent condom. How would that even be operational that you, you have to have four hands to open it? By opening this condom, you give me consent. I don't... Wow, this is... It's really... It's really strange. With consent at the forefront of modern conversations about sex, one company is highlighting its importance in a unique way. Argentinian company Tulipan has created a consent condom that requires four hands to open, intending to raise awareness about consent in the bedroom. If they don't say yes, it means no. The tagline on a video demonstration says consent is the most important thing in sex, which we all agree on. This is a very touchy time that we live in where, of course, you got to say yes. You don't want to, uh, not definitely not ragging on that, but I think this is definitely not a helpful. good, it's not helpful, especially in the contraceptive department. Right. Uh, yes, let's do it, but let's not fuck around with this goofy box. Let's just do it. This is... You just fuck around with my goofy box. You don't gotta. I don't, it's very bulky too. What are you gonna do? Carry that? What is that? Oh, that's just my consent condom, baby. <laughs> just throw that out on the table. It's like a huge box. It's like. Julian Assange is uh, out of jail. He's out of jail. No, he just went to jail. He just went to jail. They kicked him out of the. Uh, uh, they kicked him out of the... Ecuador? Yes. Not out of Ecuador. He was in the embassy, and they kicked him out. But it was like... <laughs> did you hear any anything about why they... It was the Ecuadorian embassy in... in London. London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Like, that's the funny part to me. Is that, that is... Yeah. Your life is at risk, and you're like, I don't care. I'm still being a fucking asshole. To the point where they're like, we just gotta get him out we of here. We gotta get him out he's of here. He's fucking smacking everyone's ass, towel snapping. We've told him repeatedly to stop calling this guy a major asshole. Right. You know? And, Quit, Captain, and also, you know what? Clean clean the shit streaks off the toilet. Keep your cat in the goddamn room. Literally, it's like what the problem was. And they said that it was unsustainable. Having Julian Assange in here is unsustainable, is what the consulate said. I think that is, it's like you, you're you under threat of extradition for, like, uh, treason against the U.S., dude. Like, <laughs> you think, like, your head is going to be on a fucking stake. Granted, what you did is, you're like, you're a fucking martyr, obviously. Like, that's what he did is 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 great. They're, they're uh, 
and I'm very happy that he did that. But dude, the guy's just living like a douchebag. <laughs> That's it. So, sometimes I think when the when the offer when the when the reasoning for why something like this happens is so mundane like this, I, that makes me think. All right, someone made a deal somewhere where they said, "You do this, we'll move the missiles, we'll do this, whatever." You guys give us Assange, and they go, "All right, well, we got to, we got to do it." You don't. And then they're they... like, "Well, why do we have to get him out?" I don't know. Say that he fucking he's a slob and he never cleans up his room, and they went, "Okay, fuck it." He's so out. you. You you, don't you just think, never know when you get to the big things like this what what really is happening. I think with Occam's Razor, the simpler of two explanations is definitely that one. The simpler is the guy was. I just don't know that slobbed. Occam's Razor applies to. Why like, not? That's a simpler expl- explanation. What, in, what involving one government is ever simple though? And when you're talking about multiple potential multiple, but it's still the simpler involved. explanation that the people in the embassy after six years was like, we have to get this fucking guy out of here. Like, this is, like, we don't want to be here anymore. We can't work here. Like, the guy lives here. He can't leave the building. He's always making us run down to 7-Eleven for his fucking jack-off mags. I can't fucking do this anymore. It's like, you know, I think that is a simpler explanation. And and whether or not they might have levied, I think there's a great possibility they could have levied something out of it. But I really think that's a real thing. I think Occam's Razor <laughs> is what plays it. And it could be, too. I mean, that would be... I, when I think about it, it's the Occam's razor angle for him being out there. Is, it's just so much more likely the guy would be doing whatever he had to do to stay in that embassy until things were out there. So the you fact think, that he would just... Maybe he's just... Maybe he could be. You never know. Maybe I he's think just could that be. much of an asshole. Just, yeah, just a slob. You know, he really just worked it. Maybe for the first year. We'll never okay. know. We'll never know what the deal First is. couple of weeks, he was making his bed. You know, he kept his clothes all neatly. By week two, he was just like throwing his laundry on the floor and he's already got a beard we never know man yeah of course not it'd be great thank you guys for letting me stay here we year six he still doesn't know spanish (laughs) jesus well that's all for the news this episode is brought to you by faux diplome university faux diplome university real degrees for real people guaranteed degrees guaranteed dignity i'm ted kavinsky i've been working at walgreens for three years and i was passed over for a promotion twice all because i didn't have a degree even though i was a better employee and more knowledgeable about the job then i found faux diplome now i choose who gets the promotions faux diplome university has been creating stories like this for over a year We pride ourselves on having the highest graduating percentage of any university. That's because at Faux Diplome, getting your degree is as easy as paying your tuition. Once the tuition is paid for your degree, it will arrive at your door in the amount of time it would typically take to earn that degree. Enroll in the AA program, and in two years, you will be a degree-carrying hot commodity in today's job market. And while you wait, you can keep your friends and family off of your back by telling them you are enrolled as a student, knowing you will be guaranteed their sweet adulation when your degree finally arrives. Faux Diplome University, giving people better jobs with a framed piece of paper. So Greg and I just watched a... It was like a, a documentary done by The Guardian. Have you ever heard of The Guardian? Greg? I love The Guardian, yeah. So you're familiar with The Guardian? Of course, yeah. They're like a high, uh, highly trusted news source. 
for yeah, most of us, ninety four percent of. When us. you say trusted, but they 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 seem to kind of guide themselves more often towards like esoteric things, though, don't they? No, they're they're like a huge paper. Okay, so like yeah. so they just happen to have a section that does they, that deals with the, that stuff. I think most big news sources have a section that does this weird dig in stuff because they're just trying to hit people that don't want to pay attention to politics, don't want to pay attention to business, don't want to pay attention to sports. Mm-hmm. You know, but if like you go on, they don't, it's not Guardian.com, it's The Guardian because someone the Guardian. beat him to it. And Guardian they, is different. It's a, I believe it's British, right? Yeah, for it's, sure. It's 100%. British, but they have a U.S. section. So they actually, they have a U.S. section? Yeah, like, you know how like most newspapers, when you go into the website, will have like major set, like politics, uh, economy, sports. America. On, on The Guardian, it just says U.S. And you click on U.S., and it's a I, lot. Do you know how many countries probably have that? And then in America, it's politics, sports, the world. It's, right. it's the the U.S. and the world are the two different things. Well, you know that's the thing for now until Red China overtakes us. Until it'll be like that for like right. in about five years, there'll be a section that'll say it'll be politics, sports, the Red Chinese. You know, I don't think it'll say that. It'll be great, great, incredible. Trans, trans. Oh, because uh, the newspapers will be getting ahead of it. <laughs> Great, amazing China, <laughs> shitty U.S. Okay, so uh, that just made me think of a Simpsons where Homer's in space and they have an ant farm and he breaks the ant. He's he's like the civilian on the spaceship with the actual astronauts and they're like you dickhead. Everything he does is stupid. Well, yeah, he breaks the ant farm. And they're like, oh, my God, no, don't do it. But they're just, like, floating, and he can't do anything. And he cracks the ant farm, and there's ants all over the place. And the Kent Brockman's like, now let's go live to the space shuttle. <laughs> and there's, like, an ant floating right by the camera, so it looks huge. And he goes, oh, this ain't good. And they go to, like, technical difficulties. <laughs> Within two seconds, he's like, he's got a huge sheet behind him that says, hail ants. I, for one, would like to say something about our new ant leaders. I would be very helpful in rounding people up. I'm a big personality. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's, I love it. And you know, uh, it sounds like he would also be into flat earth. Ken uh, Brockman. Ken Brockman sounds like he would be in. He and that's what, so what happened was I just showed you a video. Yes. Just before, just before this segment, I was looking on, uh, I was looking on Twitter just for some shit and I saw this flat earth stuff, which I always, am entertained by it's one of those things it's like going to a zoo or an aquarium i just like seeing what's going on and it was i clicked an article and i'm reading the article i'm like oh there's a video with this what's this video and i click it and it's like a documentary style thing from the guardian and so as soon as i watched i was like it got me so riled up and worked into a lather that i was like i gotta show this to greg so that we can talk about it so what did you think about that flatter now listen i'm I laugh at the flat earth thing. When I hear flat earth, the first thing that comes to my mind every time is just like everything that can be done, something can be done too far. And I think flat earth is an example of hipster, hipster shit piling on beyond a line that's reasonable. Right. And it's just so stupid. And there's always going to be people that latch onto whatever movement. Well, you, you know, have. it started as like, it's a troll. Like it started as a troll, just like, just I like free bleeding. I don't know if that's a myth. That or is, what? that's definitely not a, just like free bleeding started as a myth. Start, not started as a myth, started as a, a troll. Right. It's the, it, it's, there's making, a, fun there's a website. Some other movement with some total bullshit movement. And then, some people right. get into it now. They, they but they do it. They do it in hopes that it does. They're not just like, oh, whoops! It accidentally turned into thing. They 
specifically disseminate the information into places to make it catch on to show how sheepish and stupid people are and now here we are with a whole flat earth fucking society like that's exactly what these people do uh, they some estimates that are that it's six percent of the world yeah there was there was a, <laughs> there was a fucking sign how the, there was a fucking sign on the ground yeah there was a sign on the ground where the person wrote that in like this protest they I, did you hear the name of that park it was like lecture park or something so apparently in england wherever the fuck they were in england there's just a park where people are going and like that's the spot you go to fucking stand on your soapbox that's the spot right you're not even fucking listening bro no i am i am you're that's not six percent i just want to see six percent of the earth would be 400 million people Right. That was one of their signs in the soapbox in yeah. park where they said, the, it, nobody actually said it. it, it almost like they know how stupid a lot of their shit is. So they'll put up and like, all right, is it just us here? All right, we can talk about this one. Oh, wait, there's a guy from outside. Look, it's on the wall. No one talk about it because even we realize how stupid this is. They, they really do. There's so many spots in there. Like I've, I've seen it so many times where they get confronted with the, the truth, like the actual like earth is round. And they just they just look at it and go, I don't know how to explain that. Like, but we just explain it for you. It's because the Earth is round. Nah, nah, I just don't know how to explain it. The Earth is flat. I don't know how to explain that. It's so that is like the highest scoring of mental gymnastics. Put them in the fucking Olympics. Ten out of ten. That kind of shit is like there was a the last scene in there. The guy was there. He was explaining how the flat Earth works, and then the the moon and the sun are like rotating opposite each other. And then he goes, so how, how does a, a solar eclipse work? And the guy was like, I, I don't know about I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about all that, yeah. I, I don't know about that shit. <laughs> it is, oh my gosh. You know, I kind of feel bad. It makes me think like every once in a while you'll see like a thing where someone gets a bunch of uh, near beer or fake beer, gives it to people. Yeah. And then they get all fucked up. Like, I, I don't know if it's an actual real thing, but I've seen it like, dramatized for like comedic mm-hmm. effect and they'll be like dude you you drinking like fucking you that know. makes you feel bad yeah, well that's what this reminds me of i feel like it's yeah. just mean-spirited is it like, mean-spirited Yeah, because the whole gist is you're an idiot and i'm gonna show you and then we're gonna pull off the curtain and everyone's gonna see what but, an idiot i don't know the thing is these people grew up they went to fucking school they they were educated the answers are in front well, of them arguing and then idiots. somebody else came to them and like Somehow, there's this is not the same at all. This is not somebody giving you a beer and telling you this beer has actual alcohol in it. You drink it. Nah, no, it's, it's a not. longer. They've already taught. But it's the they've same already thing. been taught and learned that the Earth is round. Like, if you are, if you like this guy, like these people are are acting like scientists. And they're literally putting it on coats. Like, if you are as intelligent as you think you are, then like. Physics does not work. Like these equations do not work unless the like fucking Earth is round and sphere spherical. Like that shit can be answered on a piece of paper mathematically. And the guy, the asshole, comma, at the fucking end, comma. Therefore, these people are idiots. Yes, they're the worst kind of people. We should destroy <laughs> the them all. Kind of it is people. the perfect way to destroy the worst kind of people on the face of the planet. Think about it. Just get them sucked because it's trans. It's transnat. It's transracial. It's transnational. It's global. We just, if you believe in a flat Earth, it's the perfect thing, dude. We don't need you. It's the perfect way to to get uh, uh, to get rid of people and nobody to feel bad about it, because 
There is, you are literally pushing. Us I just backwards. thought of a lifetime movie where Isaiah's <laughs> life gets saved by a flat earther and he's torn. And I, you know, I'm not, I would not. I'd just be like, and he was also the Isaiah was the president of the flat earther. You know why? Community. The only good thing that flat earther did was save me so I can end all of his people. But then you're totally, but I can't, Jim. I mean, yes, well, I'll save him, moron. but I'm still gonna. He, he, the only thing he did right was save me so I can end all of his people. You know, Chicago has two <laughs> baseball teams, the White Sox and the Cubs. How many of them are flat earthers? Everybody loves the Cubs. The Cubs are like, <laughs> everybody loves the Cubs. And I knew a guy, I worked with him, he's a White Sox fan, and he had a White Sox hat. And I just got on a Jag one day at a, we used to have these awesome uh, open bar quarterly meetings at this place. Like, fucking all you can drink. Every, the whole fucking joint. They mm -hmm. feed you and just booze it up. Then they got all corporate and they were like, we suspect people are smashing their cars into people drunk, and so we can't have that. It's like, oh, come on, you're ruining the whole thing. But... I remember getting into this thing where I was just busting the guy's balls. I had a few drinks into me, and he was laughing. It was, you know, and uh, he was a White Sox fan. I said, dude, there's no White Sox fans. I said, the FBI puts out that fucking gear just so they can find out who the sociopaths are mm -hmm. trying to fucking blend in with the rest of us. Yeah, you get the idea. That's what I think about your socks. You get the idea. They're just profiling so we can remove you. So you're on board with the flat earth Ex annihilation. Until you, until you went to extermination. You Exterminate. It's the third... <laughs> It's the fir the fourth and final solution. <laughs> My dad, every time he said anything about wanting to run for office, his platform was always thin the herd. These fucking, he'd be talking about traffic. These fucking people, you know what? We need to get rid of them. If I was president, I like your pops. I got a herd. great, I got a great way to thin always the herd. ended with thin the herd. Because you know what the problem with everyone's on board with thinning the herd, but nobody's on board <laughs> no with got the balls. To no one's got the balls to, to do it. Isaiah twenty twenty, but and also nobody has a way to do it because because everyone nobody has thought of a good way to do it i think this is the perfect way and not by do it there's plenty of good ways to do it but how to choose who gets thinned and i think this is the perfect way to choose who gets thinned i it's, just thought of a way we could actually execute it too we have the oh, meetings. well yeah you just put them in a conference room at a hotel and just blow it up yeah when and you then, saw when that conference it, you go that's not happening they're just trying to keep <laughs> us from the meetings and they would just consistently and then we'll have another right <laughs> You see that? Well, sit They're trying that to silence us. Oh my God, look, there's a thousand of them going in. There's people out front saying, you'll be murdered. And they're like, I don't... I you can't believe that. That's the government. The government is trying to convince us that... Oh my gosh, dude, that you're right. It would, just, it would just be better, foolproof. Just even more low-tech, they're lemmings. That's basically what we brought them to. There's just a doorway. It looks like they're going into a ballroom and it's a cliff. And then people are on the other side in a big stadium just watching them like... The fall. Dude, they're going to fall. The, oh my God, they just They did fell. it again. They, they hear and you the know people what? in front of them fall. Oh, I'm and dying. the whole time and they're, they're like, falling. That's big media. I knew the earth was flat. Because they, they think it's the edge. They think that was the edge. <laughs> Dude, that's how this article. So that was this article's. Um, like, that's why it, the article's headline was that uh, a group of these yakos are taking a boat and they are going to run it into the ice wall on the edge of the ocean in uh, either at the end of 2019 or into 2020. And that's so that's why I clicked it and I was like, Oh great. And this, this video was in that article. And, uh, I, it was kind of mean spirited. I thought the video, the thing really, yeah, it wasn't at all showing the guy being a snarky prick. And he was laughing. He was like, so tell me more about your theories. And they put the camera on him and he could bear, he was just like, just are you kidding like, me? I, I was so very surprised by how, not like in fact he was like trying to dude then he'd wait illuminate. until like the, the the black british guy that's kind of like a some level of star in this world 
he's sitting with him out in the field and he's like, so tell me, he's like, man, I just, been, I just seen too much and I just can't unsee it. And he's like, oh, and then they do like a time lapse of the sun, like dropping below the horizon, like <laughs> right on cue. That could just be a, that dicks. could be the editor's joke. You know, then they had that guy who he was like, he's trying to do like some type of launch of some type of rocket. It was a right. good sized rocket. It wasn't going into space, but, and he was like, he's talking, they give him like 10 seconds to talk about it. And the guy goes, what does this have to do with flat earth? He's at the fleet and he goes, oh, nothing, man. I just like I just rockets. See it. Just to show. <laughs> hey, is this the rocket fan. conference? <laughs> Ah man, this is the wrong room. Clearly, a rocket scientist. It was, it was mean spirited. I don't the think it was. Spirited. These people feel you like the feel bad for hating morons. these people. It wasn't mean spirited. All those people, he was. He treated them really kindly, and I'm sure all those people watched it. He never once said anything negatively about them. I didn't In know fact, hours of footage where they had to pull him out. And he was like, Randy. Dude, they you paid can't us be 600 bucks. I went to fucking med you school. Fucking I can't people. communicate with these fucking people. And the fucking gaffer and the other guy have to grab him back out. And they're like, dude, that's 10 places. There's only like six left. You don't know. I don't know. He, but looked, what he was, looked like he was... It's hard not, for... Dude, have somebody fucking tell you to your face 100% seriously that there are no balls in space when you throw... Everything in space should be coming back down to the ground. And try to not have a shit look on your face when somebody tells you that in earnest to your face. I, listen, I couldn't do it. Listen, the quality of the interview was that of something I would have seen from Stephen Colbert on The Daily Show in like 98. So you're a flat earther is what I'm hearing. No, I just I just thought it was mean-spirited and I just would expect more. You know who else audience. is going to be lumped in with the flat earthers when we annihilate them? People, sympathizers, flat earth sympathizers. That's how it starts. Isaiah starts thinning the herd and there's not a lot left. It all gets culled. And there's not, I don't, I don't see a, a huge problem with that. He just, now I can just see him on like a chariot. People are carrying him around. One of those things where four people are carrying the throne. And, he's and just that's got, it. That's all He's got left. two placards. One says wheat and one says chaff. Hot girl goes by, wheat. If someone says something, anything... He's a sympathizer. Chaff. And Chaff. Slaughter him. Yep. Tear him apart. Yeah. We don't even... Yeah, we'll move what it. A, eventually... What a we'll, utopia. Oh, it's going to be great. We'll eventually get out of the... Uh, we'll eventually get out of, you know, having to do the floth to the flame... Floth. Moth to the flame thing, you know? And eventually, you're right. It'll just be the two placards. We yeah, in the chat. Sounds a lot like Mein Kampf. Thank you for all these... What are you fucking... This is way different, dude. This has nothing different. to do with race. It has nothing to do with religion. <laughs> This is way different. All right. <laughs> Look, you just don't have, you lack the vision. I, uh, but that is, is really something else. Have you ever, do you know any flat earthers? No. Never met it's any? almost like there's a myth. There's not that many. Oh them. yeah. Do you think that's the myth? <laughs> how many, how many flat earthers do you think there are? Dude, there's, it's like a thousand. There are people, there are, every one of them is on the video all the time because they flock to the thing in Cleveland or whatever city they're in. They're all videos. There's more than a thousand. There's definitely more than a thousand just by the sheer statistics of it. Six percent of the earth, Greg. <laughs> Four hundred million flat earthers. They're they're literally going backwards. I don't even know what it they could. And that. you know what? The, and you know what's other? What's great? They're like every the whole the guys like it's because we believe in something that the whole world does not believe in. Look, let me tell you something. Oh, my favorite part was the guy that said, "Listen, listen. There's no there's no debate here." I, we know the world is flat. I just hope the transition to the rest of the world realizing goes through without any bloodshed. That was when the guy was really having a hard time holding back his bloodshed. <laughs> like when they found out that the earth was round, was there bloodshed then? 
No, dude. That okay, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and then he also was like, "It's it's a something that the entire world believes in." Let me tell you something. If there's something the entire world believes in, like every fucking nation, including North Korea, believes that the Earth is round, it's fucking round. Trust me, it's fucking round. Because if 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 that's like some ultimate thing to keep us under control, like what's stopping North Korea from being like Earth is flat? Oh, you know, like what's stopping them? Why would they? It's just it's a it's a very racist depiction of the Chinaman that runs North. Korea. You're right. I mean, I should let me try a better one. Um, <laughs> hello, uh, hello, Earth around. You know what that right? was from, right? Is that, that how it does from, it? That was like my favorite promo for Team America: World Police. They or he just that. goes. Bum, bum, bum. He just says hello. <laughs> that's really that's very rude. Greg. Very rude. It very. Was. <laughs> uh, you know what? And also, what I thought was mean spirit is that in a nine minute and twenty second video. They spent a solid two and a half to three minutes talking to this one woman whose story was she was brutally beaten within like inches of her life by her partner. And on the other side, she came out and she was like, you know, I went through my life experience. She was like, do you think maybe that's why you're into you're flat kind earth. of in this weird deflection from life fucking running? She was like, maybe. How's that mean spirited? Maybe. No, she didn't say maybe. She said, I definitely believe. <laughs> she did. I, she de- I've seen it twice now. She went, I definitely <laughs> believe that kind of stuff may- changes your life. She was and she's, she was happy. Flat earth, beaten she, into a flat earth mindset. That is a dude that knows how to domestically abuse. That's all I'm saying. I'm not condoning. He's good. It. I'm just saying. He's fucking. It's craftsmanship. Dude, that is craftsmanship. Beat yeah. her right into flat earth. You, you made her believe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I made that bitch believe Earth was flat. Jesus, dude. That yeah. I, if you guys wanted to see that video, if you wanted to check it out, it's. Uh, I, I'm not sure how you. I'm sure if you just typed in the Guardian flat Earth, it was about 15 minutes long. If you go to and, your Facebook right now and click on any video, within 15 scrolls, you'll see it. That's just the way it works right now. Yeah, but just because we talked about it, because there'll you be a world about star, there. something kind of titillating, but not yeah. all that interesting. And then you'll watch this. And then this, dude. I just, I really, it really got me going when I saw the the dude. It for the first time, the taller guy with the the gray slicked back hair, and the, for the first time, it shows him and he's wearing a fucking the lab, lab coat. coat. Pissed you off, dude. It made me so the gall, the fucking balls on that guy to walk out in a fucking be, lab. You're pissed coat. because he's more of a scientist than you are. <laughs> He's got a lab coat on. You're wearing short sleeves like a like a fool, dude. I am as much. Coat. He is as much of a, of a scientist as I am a fucking NBA all star. That guy is a fucking piece of shit. Is what he is. A fucking piece of shit. Yes. Uh. I can see Isaiah's numbering machine now, getting the numbers on people's arms for That's determination. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be like a tattoo. I think that one, that'd be a good way to do it. A tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Like a maybe some kind of patch we can give them. It'd be like a flat Earth patch. Maybe like a like a barcode type of thing. I don't know. But they're not. I mean, what's the point of going all out, right? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta walk before we can run. Girl. Yeah, and what do you mean? This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Reggie Johnson's Weight Loss Hair Growth Serum. Are you a fat guy who wears hats or a fat lady who wears wigs? Well, stop. With our new patented formula, turn your fat into hair. This serum is guaranteed to change your fat on a molecular level into hair. They said it couldn't be done, but they never met Bob Chansey. Hi, I'm Bob Chansey. I used to be so fat, 
and bald. Now I'm not. Join Bob and hundreds of others who have purchased our product and watch your spare tire turn into hair power. I'm Reggie Johnson, inventor of the Magical Weight Loss Hair Growth Serum. My brother has cornered the dick pill market and I have cornered everything else. All you do is take a squirt of this shit, put it on your fat ass and your bald head, and bam, stop looking dumb being fat and bald. Get yourself a head of hair like a lion. You're gonna be so damn skinny with so much hair, people gonna freak out. You're gonna scare kids. Turn your life around with my weight loss hair growth serum. Reggie Johnson, scary skinny, scary hairy. Millennial Book Club. Millennial Book Club. Millennial Cook Club. Ah, check that one out. Greg, here we are, another one. Another Millennial Book Club. This one was uh, the, what was it? Trailer Park Boys. Animated Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> what do you think? I thought, first, uh, Millennial Book Club is the segment where we announce a Netflix original. You watch it, and then the next week, we come together and we talk about it. Just like a book club, only it's with Netflix originals. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, always send your stuff to, uh, or your reviews, to our email, which is roadsodamail at gmail.com. And we'll read it right here, along with our own reviews on what's going on. So this one... And with everything, always spoil alert. We're just going to talk about it. Yeah. And now now the new added bonus to sending anything in regarding your comments on the Millennial Book Club feature is you give us an address and we will send you one of our extra swanky, very original, very exclusive, can't buy in stores, mm. road soda postcards. That's right. Free postcard will come to you. You can get a free already... Uh, fan or listener appreciation postcard from us by just sending your address, but you get an Easter egg, a special one, by actually sending us your review to the Millennial Book Club thing. So you could do that as well. Yeah, Greg, what did how did I like it? What did I think? Right, of? right up your alley, obviously. On several, I fucking levels. loved it, dude. It was as soon as it started playing from like the first couple of sen- sentences, I was like. I was like, man, it's going to be really hard for them to make me not enjoy this show. Just because I'm already such a big fan of the uh, of the Trailer Park Boys. But yeah, dude, I really liked it. <laughs> How did so, you... I, I liked it too. I think um, because it's animated, there's a couple of things that they can't, they're not going to be able to do. Like there are just some great scenes in the Trailer Park Boys. Like for example, Ricky getting into like a fight with Randy. Right. Like that... That level of live action like foolishness where they're trying to like pull each other's shirt over each other's heads <laughs> and it's like a weak ass but it's not gonna come off as good in animation, You're right. you know? And I also think I think Ricky is great in animation because he's a fucking animated guy, so they can do it. Julian, I feel like they have to work a little harder in the animated thing to bring it out. Yeah. Because I just kinda like him always in the background with just a couple of syllables every once in a while. But he's a cartoon character, so they gotta put him in. Mm-hmm. I think Bubbles pretty much comes off the same way. Yeah. Um, he looks a little funnier in real life. I don't think they make him look as fucked up in the cartoon as they. As I think looks. everyone looks. It's. I think it's because he's almost cartoonish in real life. So when you see him drawn as a cartoon, you're like, huh? But it's like that's they, what I'm saying. It just yeah. loses like just a little degree because he looks. So it makes fun. him look normal. You know, you drawn as a cartoon makes you look normal. Yeah, dude. He 
I I was thinking actually on the other end how there are things in the show now that they can do that they couldn't do. So you're thinking there's things that they uh, they can't do now, or they uh, yeah, same thing they couldn't do, but now there's things they can do. Like they can have an animate, animated like pet worm live in his you know come out and do that. So they couldn't do that on the real show. They could there was no there'd be no way where they could have like right. a pet tapeworm. You know, it's a little cartoon pet tapeworm. So it's like that really opens up the avenue of like story ideas that they can do because now they can make it a little fantastical. Because it's, it's the a same writers and those guys are like pretty simple characters to kind of like put into a storyline. So yeah. honestly, the only differences between the animated and the real is what I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Where you're going to lose some of the funny from just what comes across in live action with bubbles being so fucked up and like just some of that stuff. It's so subtle how why it's funny mm-hmm. but then on the other end like you said they can jump cars and a dude's arm can come off and a yeah. fucking what do they call it the pepperoni cobra comes out of pepperoni. i mean they did some it's a fucking pepperoni stuff. cobra <laughs> and, oh, no i dude. liked it it was very entertaining i'll probably watch them all I'll i think the first three already and and when i watched it i was like it i think it's equally as good but i think it's like it, it came out as a really good animated adult cartoon like if you put it up against all the other ones i haven't seen an adult cartoon where i just immediately was like in a very long time you know like uh that i've been on board with there have been like a number of like stupid ones like brickleberry is still going apparently it's really good but i never really i haven't seen fell in love with it there's you know uh oh there's paradise pd i was like eh, it's funny but Dude, there's something about those characters are just already so worked into so many people's psyche. It's almost like it was built for a cartoon, and it, it works out really, really well. I think. Um, I did, however, notice as soon as it started. Did you notice that like the audio was kind of like like this isn't like the best audio? Did you notice that? I it was know. almost kind of like they were still recording the way they were recording before, just like actually walk like outside and doing these things. You know. Um, I did not notice that. I think that would probably land. No. A- a good feel to it, though. You know, them walking around the park and right. being in a studio all crisp. And when I... You're right. And I think one of the reasons they made the decision to do that was because they have Leahy making appearances on the show. And he's dead in real life. Like, he died uh, maybe last year. Oh. Right? And so now I've noticed that what they're doing, every time you see Leahy on the show... They're just pulling sound bites from like the hundred of episodes that they have where he's in, actually in it. They're just pulling. I did sound not realize bites. that, but that is funny because he's very <laughs> limited makes, in his appearances. Yeah, he makes limited appearances. He just says really stock stuff like "the shit hawks, Randy," like <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then he's out. And then I, but his audio matches. I was thinking. I was like, I was wondering. I wonder if they made the decision to keep the audio quality the same as it was in the show, so that they can make his interjections sound more natural because they, you know, they would have to alter his sound. His sound would sound so much different than everyone else's. It would be more noticeable that it was. I, you know, I also felt like uh, I did not notice that, but not, I will, I'm sure, in the, in the remaining. Yeah, you'll know every, you'll, every time he comes out and he's like, the shit hawks. <laughs> Look to the liquor. Look to the liquor, Randers. The... I like the storylines. Oh, what was I? Gonna, but I think another thing with the animated versus the real is, the, the, obviously they're swearing all over the place. I mean, that's mm-hmm. Ricky's whole mo. Is he's just a moron. Every every emotion <laughs> is expressed with with yeah. vulgar language. But he's I always think, making up really good words too. He is. He absolutely <laughs> does these 
these mashups and they're all great. Everything's good. Fuck. It ends with fuck or begins with fuck. <laughs> but um, the I think they go. Maybe I don't know. Maybe just a smidge over again because it's a cartoon. And you don't actually see Ricky. You have an animated thing. They can only go so far. So I feel like they went a little bit further in some of the scenes with the with the language. You know, where it was funny, mm-hmm. but then there was like a couple of bit, a couple more. Whereas I feel like when I'm watching the show, I don't know. They, I think it's the same. I felt it was the same level, and I think I just have it like just the same level of like cursing and whatnot. Like over the, it's always been very a lot, very uh, overt. A bunch, a lot of cursing. Yeah, I mean, clearly in the real show, there's a lot of cursing. I just feel like they are leaning on it a little bit more to make, you know, to cover for the fact that it's 2D and not 3D. How does that cover for it, though? I don't understand how that's like... Covers for, like, the fact that you can't actually see Ricky's foolishness coming through because he's animated, you know? It's it's, It's just limited because he's a cartoon. And in real life, it's just a little, you know, like fuck off or he's gonna like almost punch a wall or whatever right. you know what I mean and you can only you know the animated shit is a little bit more mapped out and it's more finite like there it is and they're like yeah. well we can throw in another fuck he said seven fucks and he, he made up I don't I do love the words that he fucking makes up I think we just up. maybe it's like the same from the show but they don't, doesn't need to be the same it doesn't need to be yeah it doesn't so need much. to be the same I feel either. like they're just doing their normal thing where he would be saying it that many times but when you're seeing it live it makes it feel normal and then when you see it on on there, you're like, eh, now it's a little too much when it's animated. We can kind of like, I don't know. I just Did, didn't see like were fantastical storylines yeah. too, right? When you're watching the Trailer Park Boys, there's only like three or four main storylines. Something's coming into the park. They got to go out of the park. They need money for something. Someone in the park is, right. Mm-hmm. So like, it, and you just get used to like, what's the angle they're going to do? Now on this one, they're like, the, the fact that they're animated is the storyline Everyone gets hurt. They go to the hospital. They, they're like all over the place. That was a funny one. Mm-hmm. This was the second one, the pepperoni cobra. I think so. And then uh, there was the Wayne Gretzky one. Did you see that? That one? was the third one. That's the one I watched with the, the Wayne Gretzky and Wayne, they made, Nate. What's his face? Nate McKinnon. That was right. pretty good. <laughs> he came over. Yeah, they made him play hockey on their team against the other like trailer group of trailer park people to win back the Stanley Bond. Stanley Bond. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and it's 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 really hard as somebody who's watched so much to separate my feelings from this sh- for this sh- show from what we've already watched, and uh, so it's really kind of a skewed judgment on this one, and <laughs> it's like really, but I I really I really liked. It. I mean, if and for people who haven't seen, I was also thinking about this. If you've never seen any Trailer Park Boys ever. And you watched, this was your first introduction to any Trailer Park Boys. I'm really interested to know your thoughts on that. So if anyone out there listening has watched, the, and maybe uh, somebody from New Zealand, maybe any of our uh, New Zealand listeners, if you guys have ever watched, I, I, maybe you've never seen the Trailer Park Boys, it's a Canadian thing, and uh, check it out on Netflix, but watch the animated series. And tell us what you think, anybody. I think that would be super. Do you think it translates to New Zealand? Like, what do you think New Zealand, a New Zealander would think of? I don't know. I mean, it's already translating from Canada to America, and I think. But I think it's a archetype that's prevalent in America too. I think the that Canadian archetype angle. is universal. I think so. That, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Do you think that? Like Dave Cross has this great joke where he's like, "The accent, that hick accent that you do." He's like, "It's not a southern thing. It's not a new." 
it's you got to be 40 miles from a metro area and that accident just happens if you're up here if you're over there you just get it, man. You start doing your own yeah, shit, yeah. making your own stuff. I don't give a shit, man. I'm fucking tear my shirt off right now. <laughs> Kick your bucket. And I think that's kind of true because I think we always associate it with the U.S. South. Mm-hmm. But as more, we're able to look into more corners of the world now because so much shit is streaming. You just see so much stuff 24-7, even when you're not trying to find it. And I think we all realize, okay, no, that hick accent thing, it is probably everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Everywhere where there's not cement, mm-hmm. there's no cement, no pavement. Or if there is cement, but a trailer on top of it, it's not a house. <laughs> so if, like, I think, it, yeah, a trailer park's a trailer park in Canada, America, New Zealand, or Australia. I think, but I, I'm also very interested to know, does it translate? Do you, does, do you think it's funny if you're, if you're not American or Canadian, I want to know your thoughts on that. That would be interesting. Or even if you're... Anybody who has just been introduced or hasn't been introduced to the Trailer Park Boys, please. But um, yeah. I would put it on. I'm gonna put it on, uh, um, like just above. Watch it if it's there, because I would recommend it. Oh no, I'd say must watch it. Why not? I, I would say that if you've time. watched the Trailer Park Boys and enjoyed it, the real, the live action, then you definitely should watch this because it's just an extra, you know. It's yeah. just a little extra. I think spice. I think the real true reasons uh, that they may have done this is because of how old they're all getting. Like it's and it's really prevalent in if you're watching um, for Julian, you know, Julian's I've noticed has has uh, kind of eaten aging the most out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed? No. Have you if you watch like some of the the original? Is he then, getting fat? Is that what you're saying? No, no. It's 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 like he's just like he he's just looks like he's getting older. It just really you know that's that's the only way he's not getting fat or anything. He's like still the same exact build, but he just looks like he's getting older. <laughs> not I'm not saying that in any like negative way. It's just like very factual. Looks like he's getting a little older, but I think and I think maybe all those guys are like the uh, the guy that's the vet. Is also you can tell he's getting older. Randy for somehow is almost looks the fucking same. I, I shit you not. That's the one I'm most amazed about. But like Barb, all those people are like getting older. You know they're pretty old when the show started, like 20 years ago or however long, however many years ago. And so now there's got to also be an element of like we started the show to like make a little splash. Honestly, how much more? Okay, what do can they we have do? to write? What's mm-hmm. the next frontier for the fucking trailer park? Seriously, I, I think that is part of some of it, and yeah. the cartoon was inevitable. Part and of I, it is they have fucking gigantic checkbooks now, mm-hmm. and part of it is we've already done that. We've already done, oh, fight the guy two trailers down, done it. Fight have the other have Snoop Dogg on, have <laughs> Tom Arnold on, have... Yeah, like, I, I'm sure there's something to it, because they, they, by the time they've gotten this far, it's, it's ingrained in their life, so they don't want to not do it, but I'm sure... When they said cartoon, they went, yes. Yep, we're doing that. Or maybe it was even one of them. I was like, let's do a cartoon, guys. It'll be decent. <laughs> Dude, did you... Um, that I'm pretty sure the that hockey player on that episode, that was really him. So I'm interested. Probably. I'm interested. They definitely have enough now. Like I said, they in the most recent season, they, they did have Snoop Dogg and Tom Arnold and like a couple other people on the show through multiple episodes. <laughs> and uh, so I'm... Interested to see if they get anyone else on for the cartoon. And then when they can... I'm really interested to see if they continue running it. This is considered season one. If you look at the animated se- series, it's not like season 13 or whatever. It's actually considered season one. That would be weird if they said season 13. 
It would be well because that's what the other one. I think it's his season thirteen is what they just. But it'd be on. really weird if they just started the animated season like. Well, that's this the because, animated season fourteen. We go back to live action. Yeah, well, because when they went into when yes, Julian's dead because he's aged beyond. Well, when it started because of what happened, because of how it started, it's led me to believe that they started this after the la- however the last season ends because it starts and the guy was like, hey, wasn't your neck broken? Like a, a saying, and they all start out in jail. Though that's how every season starts and begins. That's like the whole cachet of Getting out of jail of and then go back in. Is, is the season starts, they're in jail, and the season ends, they go to jail. And that's just how it's been going since the whole time. So it, there's always like this buildup of shit that happens where it gets too much, they all get arrested, they go to jail. They get bailed out, or they finally get out of jail. Which is kind of a cop out, but also kind of fucking genius. It's fucking genius. I I, I don't. I well, think it's, go, like, it's, it's razor's edge there <laughs> of genius versus like let's just fucking do this, man. I. It, it is funny though, and I have not watched. If I feel like if I watched all twelve seasons, especially in like a binge type thing, uh-huh. I think it would burn out for me because it's it's funny in that way that like always sunny is funny or like. Uh, I mean, probably anything, but they, it's just such a specific flavor. Mm-hmm. You can't eat a ton of it. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like a Dorito or Pepsi or something that's made for, like, continuous... Sometimes you, know, you get in a fucking Dorito-Pepsi mood. Sometimes it's just like a, some type of... Uh, the, the vortex starts making it go even further. And this is just a specialized thing. It's more like like Thai for lunch. Mm-hmm. Nice once in a while. When you've done, when you finish it, you're done with it. I don't need to see that. But shit then there's anymore. some weeks where you tie every day. <laughs> could be, there could be, but that would be a, a specialized event. But I would, I would put this definitely in that category of very special category of if you've seen the Trailer Park Boys and liked it, you got to watch the animated series. Pro- you've probably already watched this. You've probably already watched the animated series. I think it did come out like uh, last week, two weeks ago. Yes. So we're pretty on top of it. Yeah. Oh man, I really, I'm really happy uh, that we chose that one, and I'm, of course, always interested to hear what you guys have to say about it. Also, let's, uh, ooh, we're announcing our very next one, very next Millennial Book Club is Cocaine Island. The legend of Cocaine Island, a mockumentary. A mockumentary? A com- I thought it was a, a real- documentary. I thought it was a real documentary. I believe it's a real commentary, comic comedy mentary. Urban, an urban legend about a duffel bag of cocaine buried in the Caribbean, leads a misfit band to uh, to hatch a nutball plan to find it in this comic documentary. All right, so now maybe is it's a it real? Maybe it's a real documentary, but that's funny. That happens to be funny. That's when I read it. That's what I kind of thought. Like if I, they, I think they would call it a mockumentary. But I think, I think it's more of a comedic documentary. But it's real. We'll know when we're watching it. I hope. What's your match? What's your match on? I fucking hope we'll know when we're watching it. (laughs) I don't know. If we can't figure it out, has it finally (laughs) happened? They've, they've. I feel like I could have retitled this Roma Two, Cocaine Island. Yeah, definitely uh, Oscars worthy. Uh, so hold on, let me see what my match was. It my, stuck it right in my face. It's like been up at the top of my list. Why don't you just search it? Good thinking. <laughs> I see him over there scrolling. The legend of. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you mine. But you gotta, you gotta. Ninety-eight percent match. Oh, so. ninety-seven. So there you go. Ninety-seven. So I think, I think uh, we'll everybody watch. 
that, write your reviews, send that to roadsodamail at gmail.com if you do. Be sure to add your mailing address because you get a complimentary Millennial Book Club postcard mailed directly to you wherever that is. And we love to hear from it. We love your participation. And uh, next week, The Legend of Cocaine is Land. Samuel Johnson, dear, you still... You still walking around here town with that little tiny baby dick? What I tell you? Give me a call at www.biggerdickpills.com and we're going to get you a bigger dick ASAP. We're going to make everyone love you because everyone hates you right now. That's what we're going to do over here down at... Remember, Samuel L. Johnson, www.biggerdickpills.com. We're going to treat you right. We're going to help you out. You're going to live your life. You're going to be strong, long, strong, and, and, and full of meat. And what the fuck you listen to out here listening to Road Soda? These two yakos, they don't know the first thing about dicks, but I do. Samuel L. Johnson know the first middle and last thing about dicks and that's why you're gonna come down to www.biggerdickpills.com and get a bigger dick today so i told you my little brother i say my little brother he's 36 not like 10 years old my little brother moved down to sarasota he lives right down the street from me now which is kind of fun because i've been down here for eight years now he lived up in massachusetts yeah and um he just moved down he doesn't he's not really like dug in with people yet so, you know, he's just kind of hanging out. I know at some point very soon, I'll see him much less because he'll have his whole interior life all set. He'll be working and all right. that. He just he actually just got a job at this restaurant. He used you know what my brother does for work? Did I ever tell you? Yeah, restaurant. Yeah. He worked at a really nice fine dining place up in New England. And he just, he loved it because he likes the high class clientele. They serve snails, all the appetite. Like, the places I go, dude, they have the fucking appetizers, you know, like, nachos. Cheese sticks. Fried this, fried that. Cheese. Fried that. Cheese, cheese, cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he, you know, and his appetite, he's like, oh, you're not going to get fried fucking this or that there. Don't even ask for buffalo wings, you know. Get a charcuterie. You They have a fucking charcuterie. They have charcuterie. I'm saying it like that, but that's the plural. No, I don't know what the fucking plural of charcuterie mm. is. I think they have... I, you know, right now we're even out of my element. I can't even joke about it because I don't fucking know. But they have snails. They had this app that w- uh, was um, chicken livers pureed into a little, it was like a gelatinous type of sauce. Almost like, you know, the consistency of like creme brulee, the dessert, but chicken livers. But it was really good, I guess. It was rich. Not something I would ever order, especially not for like fucking $20 or whatever the fuck it was. Anyway... That's kind of what he was looking for, but everyone knows Florida is kind of not. We're more known for like meth cooking and yeah, shirtless some fucking finest. Yeah, jumping fences with no shirt on. That's kind of what happens down here. Yeah, and our fine, fine meth. And our fucking Chick Fil A penetration is fucking heavy. Chick Fil A, McDonald's. There's a lot of fast food down here. So anyway, a guy for a rest. This place is he could go out to the Keys. He could go up onto Longboat or whatever. He just doesn't want to drive forty minutes. So he found this place down south a little bit. It's a dinner place, but they're only open 5 to 9. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with 5 to 9? And they're not open on Mondays, and they don't do dinner on Sundays. So it's like you're going to have a part-time job that's going to be, I don't know. He might stick with it. We'll see. Maybe he'll do something else, a supplement. Mm-hmm. That's not kind of what he was looking for. But So anyway, this is where I'm at right now. And the last weekend at the end of the night, he said, hey... He texted me real late and he was like, you know the Sarasota Film Festival is going on right now? I said, oh yeah, I did know. And he was like, we should go see something. 
And I said, you know what? Let's do, because I, I knew it would be a nice way for him to occupy some time. And he was into it, which I liked. I said, let's each pick one. And the other guy has to go see the other guy's pick. Right. So on Wednesday night, my pick was the Midnight Shorts block. The, the Sarasota Film Festival, by the way, is bigger. When I first came down here, you know the size of... Most people probably have an idea of the size of Sarasota. It's like a a second city to Tampa, right? I don't mm-hmm. know how many people live here exactly. It's got traffic. It's got kind of everything you want, but it's not like one of those big cities somewhere, right? You got It's not a Tampa, Miami, Jacksonville, Orlando. It's like the next thing down. It's definitely getting there, though. It is. Oh, my God. It's like... It, it's like Sim City, the level of building that they're doing in Sarasota. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me. It is. Uh, but uh, this, there's like uh, 200 different showings of things for the Sarasota Film Festival. It's a week long. It just started last week. It's ending on Sunday. And they do a handful of shorts. And um, we went to go see this midnight shorts block. It was 12 shorts. I didn't realize how long it was going to run. I fucking paid for it the next day because it started at 9.30. Didn't get out till 12. Fucking shorts that go two and a half hours. I didn't think it was going to be that long. Well, there was 12 of them. I know. There was 12 of them. One of them was so ridiculous. It was called Sexy Toys from My Kitchen. Two and a half minutes where this cooking show lady was carving up a carrot telling us she was turning it into a dildo. And like carving a carrot was like two and a half minutes. I was like, what was the point of that? What blew my mind and always blows my mind about these shorts is the movie is five minutes and at the end they run the credits through. It's like a hundred people. It's like you have to have the same, right? This For a four hour movie versus a five minute movie, you got to have a guy that holds the mic. You got to have editing. You got to have sound, all that type of shit. But it just always kind of strikes me weird because it's five minutes and it takes like a minute to run the credits. And then they always say, and a special thanks to, and there's like a hundred people. And I'm like, for what? What the fuck? You know? So much goes into those shorts. I didn't realize until very recently, last couple of years, what a big deal shorts are. Like, there's a lot of people out there. That's their main thing. They're making shorts. Mm-hmm. But where's, what's the market? I think that's that's it. Other people making shorts and film festivals. Right? That's what it. else is the market? There it. is no market. That's so crazy. It's crazy because it's just like the runoff of all the people that will never make like feature length. Because nobody ever goes, I want to be a short maker. So do you think that they're all aspiring to make like larger films and that this is just kind of what they can afford to do right now budget-wise? Probably, and probably ever. So do you think a lot of the bigger directors now were at one point made shorts? I think very, very, very few of them. But some of them probably did. And a lot of people think that's like the way to do it. But I mean, I, I just... I, I'm also speculating very greatly on this, but I'm also just, my thought is a lot of people, because who, who the fuck have you ever met that'd be like, oh no, no, I only make shorts. Like, who, who would do that? Where, where, where are they playing your fucking shorts? In between 10 and 11 other fucking shorts? I know. Midnight showing at a film festival in some shit city in, in Sarasota? Like, who the fuck wants that? Who's doing that? It's people that it's are like art, to- sco- art school students. Uh, little people that have like very low budget stuff who just want something like have something to say and I, I think there's a, maybe a million reasons why people are doing it but uh, at the same time it's not because they wanted to make like a short and like that so, was so like- <laughs> you know what was interesting was in this group of them uh, there were some that were super low budget like you could tell this guy's shoestring and there's not a whole lot going on and it was more about trying to do more with less but there was one of them it was called the shipment by a guy named Bobby Bala. 
and they kind of made a big deal about it. Dude, it was high budget. The movie was 13 minutes, and it was like Star Wars type. You know how like when, when in, in a Star Wars movie when they're on a planet and they're showing you like the buildings and like shit is flying around? Like it was high quality. I guess it must have been CGI or however the fuck they do it on those movies, but it looked really good. And it was like a guy that was like a in a spaceship doing this. Uh, uh, he was like a freight mover in a spaceship world. And it was like, whoa. I, it was like, it was the least interesting for me, by the way. And it probably came on at like 11 o'clock. And I, I'm not lying. I started kind of nodding off. And I was like, I'm not going to be one. And we went to go see it. It's at, at the Stadium 11. Have you been there recently? No. They have, it used to be the Stadium 20. But they took a bunch of the theaters out and expanded the ones that were oh, there. Oh, Hollywood 20. Okay. Yes. I've never heard anyone call it stadium anything. I'm sorry. It is the Hollywood Right. So yes, I have been there. But recently. not since they've closed, uh, closed the theaters. So do you know what the difference is now? Yeah, I believe I told you. The I believe recliners. I told you. I, oh, the, not, the, not the recliners, but like the, yeah, never mind. Continue. That it went down to 11. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of funny for me because it, we're there for two and a half hours and the place was packed. And... The re- you're in these big full recliners where the back part you just lean back it's like a gravity thing but the, you got like a button on the side and your your bottom part of your seat comes up mm-hmm. and you would hear in between the shorts like this weird noise because you're in these tightly packed leather chairs and it really sounded like a bunch of people ripping ass you hear like and the first couple times you hear you're like is that that fucking dude right in front of me? What the fuck, dude? Where the fuck this guy? How? But then you hear it, and it, it depends, I guess, on how long. It took me probably longer than most to figure it out. I was like, oh, yeah, it's those fucking chairs. They're like every... every everyone's just very comfortable. Well, uh, because it's almost midnight, and you're watching these movies where you don't have any, like, you know, big draw. You're just, you're there for, like, the art, the art factor or whatever. There were a couple that were cool, though. I didn't like that big budget one. It sucked. The first one they showed was funny. Two guys, one of the guys is... Driving the other guy out to the desert to shoot and kill him. He flips open the trunk. The, he takes the guy out and he throws him a shovel. And he's fucking got a gun at him. He goes, you fucking start digging. And then you're like, you know, you don't know what you're looking at yet, you know. And then immediately it gets comedic because the guy's like, this this is not the right type of shovel to dig. It's a fucking square end. I need a spade. And the guy's like, what? And he starts digging. He's like, I can't get any. And it's comical. It goes all the way to the end. And it's like 12 minutes. And I went, that's a great start. These are going to be fucking great. Then there was like, man, a fucking run of like shitbag ones. There was only a handful that I liked. There was one, and this is not going to go over well on the podcast, but I just want to show you. There's a picture of an alien that was like the lead for this one. Mm-hmm. It was really like a really good costume that you would have seen in like any big budget movie for a... Did that one also suck? No, no. I really liked that one. It was 15 minutes. It was French. Like, I thought you hated the French. It was in French. Um, I'm not a huge fan of many French Greg things. I like their fries. I enjoy their fries. The and freedom fries. The fr- Greg is very openly <laughs> hates the French people. Now, that's probably a little bit too harsh, but... He just doesn't want to say it live on air, so it's Well, okay. I just told you I stayed up late one night this week watching a French short, and I did like it. That what was, it was fun- But it was betwixt 11 other shorts that were not French, so they snuck it in there. You didn't go out to watch... A French short. We're going to leave that aspect unexamined, and we're going to back out, and I'm going to say, I just want to give you the premise for this one, because it was kind of cool. Because it was very sparse. They're just on a beach. Five people are on the beach. There's, like, text in the beginning, like, you in a big movie, they got to, like, set you up with some context. And in French, you get, like, the subtitles for the fucking writing. It's like, in a post-apocalyptic world, 
uh, nuclear war, some chemical thing broke out. Nobody's left. So you see this guy, and he like lives in the sea. And he's just swimming around underwater. And I was like, that's a pretty good effect. He looked like a fucking dude in this awesome costume swimming like at depth in the ocean for a land. I was like, all right, this is going to be a pretty cool one. He goes up on the beach and he just sees like five French teens like messing around on the beach, making out, doing their thing, what you do on the beach. Oh, the French. Then, and then, but he, so he starts kind of like spying from the rocks. He's looking at them. And then one of them sees, the girl sees the thing and they all fucking, she's like, oh my God, they run off. They come back. The girl stays out on a boat, like, you know, 100 yards out. The rest of them come in, and they're looking around, and they see him. They go, holy shit, she wasn't full of shit. But the, he locks eyes with the girl out on the boat. She's looking, and she's like, whoa. She's safe, because she's out there, and they're on the beach, so they're freaking out. But they lock eyes, and the monster jumps in the water, swims out to the boat, looks up at her, and she's still looking at him, grabs her, pulls her down. So you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be one of those things where, like, she's going to be killed by, like, the thing that loves it. But it turns out they go all the way down. You ever see the movie The Abyss? Yeah. With uh, Ed Harris? So, like, they go down underneath, and then there's, like, this, you know, area where there is oxygen. That type of thing. So I was like, that was fucking cool that he, like, dragged her down. They, they did some really cool stuff in a 15-minute movie. He saves her. She starts freaking out. And he's, like, you know, super sensitive to her screaming in their little... So he kills her. Underwater. He had seen her making out with a guy on the beach, so he starts to mimic that. He goes up to her, he starts making out with her, and then when he backs off, she had stopped screaming. He's like, oh, I think it worked. And then you look at her, and, like, he thought the fucking guy was eating her face or whatever, so he literally, like, had eaten all of the fucking flesh from around her mouth, and he just saw her teeth, which also looked really fucking cool. So I was thinking, this must have been an art student, art film student that had, like, a friend that was, like, had access or really good knowledge of the fucking costumes, because that was the basis for that one. But it came off really well. It was a good one. I liked it. The French are worst. French. <laughs> they would make a movie about French kissing, where, I, where French kissing was the the device would be French kissing. Of course, we start with the French kissing. How does it know? At the end, it'll be a callback to a twist where he Frenches <laughs> her face off. Then water people don't know how to do French kissing. That's it, that's pretty much what my impression of the French is. So yeah, but uh, I I did I don't know. Even if they're not great, they're still. Like, I'm not going to see them anywhere else. So that's kind of what my draw is to this Everybody shorts. knows that Greg loves a good vignette. Put Greg into a in, into a, a seat with a bunch of short ones rolling in front of him, and it's pretty much the only thing he likes to watch. Now, that was just part of it. The other part is now I'm going to watch what my little brother wanted to watch on Sunday. Oh, so that, uh, yeah, I, I, I was going to ask. I thought it was your little brother chose one, and then you had to go watch it. Yes. So he chose this? I chose this. Right. He chose coming up tomorrow... Uh, it's a because I was gonna guess that you chose this because it's a bunch of vin- vignettes. Yes, yes. He chose a full-length documentary called "One Child Nation" about China and their long-standing policy of just one kid, which I think they've loosened that. They've lifted, yeah, they lifted that. So this is probably about like the effects of like all the years where you had to have one kid. China. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I'm happy to see it. I kind of wanted to see the main movie of the thing. It's called Phil. It's Greg Kinnear directed this movie. About a guy, a dentist who's unhappy, his happiest patient comes to see him and rub it in his face how happy he is, and then goes and kills himself. And now this guy's like, what the fuck? I was kind of basing, like, I'm going to pull myself out of my depression on this guy, and he killed himself. I thought that was kind of an interesting concept, but maybe I'll be able to see that. Some of these movies that I wanted to see at Sarasota Film Fest, but either didn't have the time or the money because it's all going on when everyone else is at work. Can't go to a fucking movie at 9.30 on a fucking Tuesday. Do you ever think... 
uh, maybe 20, 2020, that'll be 2020 headlining, Road Soda the Movie. Road Soda, maybe not 2020, maybe like... 2019, you're right. Well, we missed it because it's going on right now. Maybe 20... Surprise, everybody. Get to Sarasota right now. We are headlining the Sarasota Film Festival, Road Soda the Movie. Be a part of it this year at 2020, April. You know what I forgot to mention about the shorts thing? At the end of it, they actually had several directors there. But it was so late. I was I felt like such a dick too because there was only like three of us walking out. Oh my god, that would have been so great. Hey, your movie sucked. He oh yeah, where's the hey, where's the other guy? Where's the French guy? Hey, your movie sucked too. Ah, uh, sorry, I got a couple more of these to do. Well, people are clapping and I didn't realize maybe and then some guys turn around and they go they turn around and look at everyone up and just put their arms up. It was well, no, me. Like, but people were clapping. And I'm like, "All right, yeah, these are like art people. They, they you know, they started clapping at the short. Some of them didn't get claps." And I didn't realize the guys were there. Tough but, crowd. But the usher jumps up real quick at the end. And he's like, all right. Hey, thanks a lot. They bring the lights up. And he's like, he knows people are going to start filtering out. It's a movie. Wait, guys, guys, guys. Wait, wait, wait. I'm a director. Ah, let me talk. Let me talk. <laughs> no, he worked for the mo- for the film festival, but he lined up all these guys. And then I was like, I looked over at my brother and he was like, yeah, we're totally fucking out of here. So fuck we, you. Fuck you. So we didn't get up you. and storm right out, but we got up and we did like, you know, you stop at the landing like, oh, no, I'm listening. But I just... I have a fucking engagement. I mean, it's you guys 12 o'clock. Suck. It's 12 o'clock. Fuck them. Yeah. Well, you don't owe them anything. You just gave them fucking money. Fuck all those guys. You watched it. That's the only thing you know. You don't have to go up and then fucking pat their backs even more. Fuck those guys. It wasn't cheap either. That yeah, was another thing that keeps people out of this, the film festival. For rich whites only. Rich whites only. Yeah. Yeah. I got a little taste. You got a taste. That's how the other half lives. Or are you saying we're rich the, whites? Uh, no, that's how the other half live, Greg's. Not you. That's right. Yeah. 33 bucks for two tickets to a fucking midnight shorts thing. <laughs> and they sucked. It's just you spent 33 bucks to go, that one sucked. That was okay. That one really sucked. That no, okay. I liked I liked like three or four. But, but did you like? Did you love them and go, wow, I'm, just, I'm glad I spent 33 bucks to see three 10-minute things. I am glad that I spent 33 bucks because my little brother wanted to see right. the film festival. Which, so of course, it's, if you're talking about the overall experience of going out and doing something. With, yeah. But for the quality of what you actually got... Fuck that. Yeah, I mean, I got hosed <laughs> on the movies. It was more of like a donation to the film festival. Uh, shorts suck. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, we're gonna, uh, next year, we are going to headline the shorts. And we're going to do, all 12 of them are going to be road soda shorts. All 12 of them. All 12 of them. That's and our cool. tickets will be $44. Come on yes. down, guys. Tell us which one's your favorite. Yeah. I know, it's going to be hard to pick. We charge by the short. That's, we charge that's, by the that's short. That's what you're dealing with when uh-huh. we come. It's two bucks a short. Two bucks a short. <laughs> Is that a shot? No, it's a short. It's a short, damn it. Well, folks, here we are, all the way at the end, and it's time for the Road Soda closing remarks. Greg, let me leave you here with a little quote. I fear the day that technology will surpass our human interaction. The world will have a generation of idiots. Well, Albert Einstein, here we are. A generation of idiots. Nice. You're next. I'm looking forward this week to the first episode of the final season of... The Simpsons. Is it finally fucking happening? That'll never happen. Okay. We'll be dead and buried. But Game of Thrones is... About do- damn time. No shit. It's been forever. My wife is super stoked so i am super stoked in the fact that you don't have to be with dealing with her being stoked anymore yes i get where you're coming from uh how about a word of the day i have conciliatory 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 
To regain friendship or goodwill by pleasant behavior. To reconcile. Try to use that word in your daily life this week, folks. I think that's what you should do. Uh, what do you got, Greg? Uh, Alright, so I've never done this before. Never really given a shit about Instagram in any way. But I do have to say I'm watching the numbers grow on the Road Soda podcast Instagram account. And I see that we're getting close to number 300. And I feel like we're going to hit it this week. And that's kind of, I like that. I'm excited about that. It doesn't affect anyone here listening, uh, but we're pretty excited about it. Let me tell you this, this might affect you. A thought, just a thought out there uh, that I want to leave you guys with. Maybe something to think about. Oh no. That um, Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> DeGeneres, <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres is kind of like a less effeminate version of Jiminy Glick. What the fuck is that? I don't know, I want to sink in for a minute. Okay. What? What do you mean, what is that? I don't know. Let's break it down. Why are you, you going to take a, a shot at Ellen? Ellen is like, you know. I'm sorry. You're. Do you know Ellen? I'm an Ellen sympathizer. Sympathizer? But is she not? I don't know. Jiminy Glick is a fucking character that Martin Short does in a big fat suit. Right. But is the statement not true? I can't. I, I, like I said, I'm. Look, don't worry. Ellen is never going to hear this, Craig. Why are you? Why are you worried? The I best, will know. The will best know. thing that had ever happened to this show is that Ellen Dege DeGeneres. Listen, I yes Ellen, and everything, but when you turn into a monster, I cannot yes and your. This guy doesn't yes and shit. Look, if Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> if Ellen DeGeneres responded to my last thing was that doesn't affect anyone here. Right, that's right. That was a nice yes and. That's right, doesn't Cock affect doesn't affect shit. If Ellen DeGeneres hears this, please, God, I hope she hears that we're calling her a less effeminate Jiminy Click. It's the best thing that could happen to us. My last one is I've got a tennis match on Monday. I'm in the playoffs in this old guy's league. I think I'm going to kick the guy's ass. Guys, so let's all wish Greg, let's wish him good luck. And next week we'll come back, we'll see how he's... How wait? How are you gonna you're gonna kick, kick his ass? How? What is the uh, gap here? What's the range? You know, it's like a self-scoring model, so you have to rate yourself as a tennis player: 3.0, 3.5, 4.0. I did good. It's I a felt, well. Who, no, who this, wins? Who? I, what I mean is, like, what's the range of age? Like, how old oh, is this guy compared to? Oh, you? Is that old um, guy? you know what? I've never played him. I don't know. I think he's uh, in his forties. Oh, okay. I mean, my forties. I thought you. I thought you said old guy. Well, we're all fucking old guys. There's no like twenty-something guy. You can't this. call somebody else an old guy though, as if you're not an old guy. I said it was the old guy league. Oh, the old guy league. Was, okay. Man, sorry. you're out. You're out to get me today. I love it. Fucker. <laughs> Just, I didn't know. I I didn't hear that part. Did of you the, fucking I slip up? I fucking heard a slip up. I heard slip back. up. Calling call slipping up, fuck. Calling people, calling other people old out there. And you're not. That's not the old guy league. That's just. I'm the, gonna kick ass. It's the quarterfinals. I'm looking forward to it. It's my first time in a league. Playoffs and anything is fun. Oh yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Much. It's fun to be competitive. I think it's healthy to be. That's something we can leave you with this week, guys. Try to be competitive in something a little bit. Uh, and if anything, have a good week. Always reach out to us at roadsodamail at gmail.com. Get a free postcard as a thank you. Just send us your mailing address any way you can send it to us, but uh, we do like hearing from you through our email. That's a wonderful thing. Have a great week. See you on 86. See ya.